Hello and welcome to the Smart Witch Podcast and thank you so much for joining me and happy Virgo new moon. This is actually coming a little bit late. I try to do these little new moon episodes at least a couple of days before, but at the time of my recording, the new moon where I am located in the United States was actually yesterday on um, Thursday, September uh, 17th, I think it was, although honestly, what is time even? Um, But regardless, I do want to talk a little bit about the Virgo new moon with you. What's nice is that even if you are located where I am and the new moon was technically yesterday, the energy is still with us. I always say for about two to three days before and after for any major lunation like a full moon or new moon or, or lunar or solar eclipse, we do get that energy for just about a full week. So it's not like it comes and goes in just that very small window of time. So we can still work with it. Um, and I just want to talk to you a little bit about some of the different ways that we can work with the Virgo new moon, both magically and also to set up the course of our next four weeks in a way that is just really aligned with the lunar cycle. So first of all, um, the Virgo new moon is one of the most powerful new moons of the year to work magic around your physical or mental health and wellness. So any spell work that is going to increase your vitality, any spell work that's going to increase your immunity, any spell work that's going to restore health to your physical body is really highly recommended to work now. Um, the new and full moons in Virgo both are really powerful times to do any sort of a spell work related to the health of the physical body. This is also a really powerful time to conduct spell work to tend to your mental health, which honestly, this has been a crazy year. Um, So I think all of us are going through a lot mentally in terms of our wellness. And so this is a really powerful new moon to conduct a spell to lift your spirits if you've been just feeling really low. And honestly, who isn't? Because in the collective, there is just a lot of um, kind of grief and heaviness Uh, vibrationally speaking. So I think that's something that we're all feeling. So this is a really powerful opportunity if you are a a witch that actually, you know, casts spells and um, creates circles and works with tools in that very intentional kind of way, then this is the spell work that you're going to want to work right now. But in terms of planning your next four weeks, the Virgo new moon is the most powerful lunar moment of the entire year for creating slash adjusting all of your little daily rituals that are ultimately in service of boosting your ongoing physical and mental health and wellness. So this would include, but is not limited to, your physical movement routines and your exercise routines, what your diet is like and the the ways that you prepare meals for yourselves. This would include um, other things that you consume, any supplements that you take or any medications that you might be on. This includes also what you consume energetically. So this is a good time to think about what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're reading, and what you're exposing yourself to. Also, who you're exposing yourself to and who you're allowing into your energy field on a regular basis. This is also a good time to think about your energetic routines. So this would include your meditation practice. This would include your tapping or EFT practice. This would include um, your lunar cycle practice. If you are someone who follows the phases of the moon and the moon's uh, movement along the zodiac and actually tries to sort of adjust your life so that you're in flow, which if you're here, I'm assuming that you probably are conscious of the 
um, moons, cycles, and phases, and movements. So these are all kind of governed by the Virgo new moon, which is really concerned with just the little systems that we have in place in our lives that ultimately make our lives not only flow better, but also feel better. And they also work toward the longer overarching goal of just feeling good, being healthy, and being well, both physically and mentally. The Virgo new moon is kind of like the Gwyneth Paltrow new moon. So this is just a really good time to think about the systems that you have in place in your life or the lack thereof, and think about how you can tweak those or upgrade them in a way that maybe makes them more sustainable, that makes them more realistic and easy for you to stick to, that makes them more pleasurable and enjoyable in the moment, or that more closely aligns them to some of your more long-term goals. And if you don't have any systems in place in your life, then this is a really good time to create some. Again, thinking about your physical health and wellness, what you're doing for your physical body, but also thinking greatly about what you're doing for your for yourself mentally and also for your for your energy field and for your spiritually. So if you have any sort of an active spiritual practice or ritual of prayer or connecting with the divine, um, this is a good time to sort of upgrade that or just think about whether or not that's satisfying. I always take the Virgo new moon every year as an opportunity to really re-examine my systems and routines. If there's anything that I couldn't keep up with since the last Virgo new moon of last year, I sort of take a look at why that is, why that routine or ritual wasn't sustainable or why it didn't end up feeling good or why I just wasn't motivated to continue doing it. And I try to find a way to kind of do something a little bit differently that's a little more sustainable, that feels a little better, that fits in a little bit better with my schedule, but that also produces that same long-term result. So a really good example of that would be like a physical movement routine or exercise routine if that's the language you prefer. So obviously we all kind of need to move our bodies in order to remain healthy. Um, that's just kind of a fact of life and everyone's different. Like for me personally, I have a lot of air and water in my chart. So my idea of exercise is exercising my brain or my emotions, but I am not a very kind of in my body type of person where an air or fire sign would be. And usually earth signs in particular I said air there, sorry, but I meant earth and fire. Um, but earth signs even more particularly are usually really interested in just their physical experience in their bodies. So these tend to be the people that it's more instinctive for them to exercise and move their bodies, whereas because water and air signs just function on a different plane of existence, they can forget that they're actually in these little flesh meat suits that require maintenance and that require care. And so... I know that I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do a movement routine or an exercise routine every day that I'm actually going to stick to, it has to be short and it has to be highly concentrated. So normally I'll do some strength exercises on my floor. I do have an exercise bike in my office that I use from time to time. And for me, I prefer more gentle, kind of energetically engaging physical movement routines. So I like to do yoga. I like to stretch on the floor. Um, I like to actually do like I'm learning these fun little stripper moves from this class I'm taking online. So I've been doing like fun little dance routines, which sounds weird, but it's actually very like uh, physically intensive and it definitely is a really good core workout. Some of the things I do. So I try to find other ways that are just a little more creative, a little more um, engaging to my unique needs. But for some people, they want to go on a really long distance run. Um, they want to, you know, lift weights or something like that, which that's never going to be my shit. No matter how hard I try, I'm not going to be, you know, maybe that's a limiting belief, but I'm happy. So I guess that's what matters. But my point is, 
this is just a really good time to think about the routines that you've tried to set for yourself in the past, but maybe they just sort of got lost or abandoned. And then also, as I said, where you don't really have any routines in place, it's a good time to create some. So an example of that would be, I actually just started doing a nightly practice of doing just a very short, I think it's like a seven minute meditation where I actually take all of my energy back from the day. I consciously, as I'm falling asleep, envision myself thinking about, I think about everybody that I came into contact with that day, which sometimes is a lot of people because I'm a server. So I deal with the public all day, uh, which I actually love doing, but of course it is a very energetically intensive experience, right? And so we need to actively sort of release those ties. And it doesn't even mean that, you know, we came into contact with negative people throughout the day. Even our positive and joyful interactions, we still want to take our energy back from anyone that we may have given of ourselves to um, throughout the course of the day. So again, as a server, I give of myself as a as a profession. I'm also a healer, although most of my, well, all of my work in that regard is now done distance in light of the virus. So that's far less sort of physically intensive or energetically intensive. Um, but I still do a practice of actually taking all my energy back from everyone that I physically came into contact with throughout the day and also everyone that I virtually came in contact with, all of my Facebook interactions, all of the people that I texted with. And then I also, of course, think about people I emailed with, clients that I maybe did a birth chart for or a reading for long distance. Anyone that came into contact with my energy field that I gave them something, I actively sort of send them love and send them blessings and hold them in a loving way in my heart, and then I take my energy back from them. Because we don't want to just be giving of ourselves all day and not actually intentionally take a moment to take that shit back. And you wouldn't think that that's something that's like necessary, um, but really I have found a huge difference already just from doing this practice. I sleep better at night, um, my sleep is more joyful and restful, and I don't have as many nightmares or just weird unsettling dreams. And I feel the next day like I'm just way more whole and complete and integrated and like I can give of myself all over again to the world because I have plenty to give. And if we don't actively do that, I think we're much more likely to experience burnout. So for me, this has been a practice that I literally, it's brand new. I just started it like last week and I've been keeping up with it pretty well so far. And I really hope to really make this kind of a staple in my energetic routines for the year, really. So this is just a really good time for you to do the same. Take stock of all of your routines. Um, are you eating healthy? If not, what can you do differently? Maybe you need to go to the store less frequently or more frequently. Maybe you need to start doing a meal kit delivery service. I, during the pandemic, started doing HelloFresh and I actually love it. And obviously, like, I'm not being paid to say this. This has just been my experience. It's been really nice because personally, like, I'm not a chef, but I do love good food. I'm a Cancer Moon, so one of my favorite things to do is prepare myself a delicious meal and then eat that meal. I was raised in a Polish household where food really is love, so for me to cook for myself and then eat it is just one of the best and most effective ways to show myself a little bit of love and show myself that I care about myself. And the thing is, I work in the restaurant business, so I get done work um, at around 10 or 11 o'clock at night. 
And that's when I'm making dinner. So obviously nothing's open. So it's really easy to fall into a pattern of just sort of snacking on Cheez-Its for dinner every night because, you know, there are so few options. Unless, of course, I do a late night trip to the grocery store, which sometimes I do. But what's really nice about a meal kit delivery service is that it comes regularly and it's fun. It's engaging. It's easy. And you literally end up with like a delicious, healthy, well-balanced restaurant quality meal. So for me, that has been kind of a saving grace. I feel like that's been a really nice way for me to honestly um, distract myself in light of the pandemic, especially when it was full on lockdown and we weren't leaving the house. It was just a really nice activity for me to do, gave me something to look forward to. Um, I honestly get excited every week when I pick my recipes. So that's been another routine that I've implemented recently to just sort of make my life better, to make my daily experience more joyful, and also to take care of myself more effectively. And that's what the Virgo New Moon is all about. So this is a really good time to tweak any routines that are currently in place, create new ones, and really just try to establish these systems that will help you both long and short term, and also just make you feel good. Now the Virgo New Moon is also... A really powerful time for cleansing work of any kind, energetically, physically, and everything in between. So I always say that if you're only going to do a cleansing or blessing ritual of your living space like once or twice a year, which hopefully you do it at least four times a year, once per season, but if you're only going to do it once or twice, then I definitely recommend doing it on the Virgo new moon. This is a really powerful time to clean and organize your space. I'm an Aquarius sun who um, usually has way better things to do than clean my apartment. I know that some people, again, probably those with heavy Virgos in their chart, um, are very conscientious about how clean their space is. And cleaning for them is actually a kind of therapy. It relaxes them. It feels good for them. I actually used to live with a Virgo um, way like four years ago. My first roommate was a Virgo and she used to clean for therapy. So it worked out really well for me. But I certainly like to keep a clean you know, well-kept home. That's very important to me. And I think that, you know, if as a witch, like you need to keep a clean space because you can't work magic in a space that's just completely like chaotic and gross and dirty. That's not conducive at all to the kind of magical life that we want to live. Right. So I think most of us, you know, have a sense of that, but at the same time, some of us just like exercising genuinely do enjoy cleaning a little bit more. So if you are the type that doesn't super love to clean like myself, this is a really good day to throw your hair in a bun, like play your favorite podcast or your favorite playlist and really, you know, clean in a way that maybe you don't as often. And like, I clean a lot, but I don't do like the nitty gritty, get down on your knees and like scrub every little corner and crevice. And this is a really good new moon to really tend to the details of your home, dust the rafters and like tend to like the little pieces of mail that have been just collecting on your kitchen table, sort the clothes that are just sort of draped over your, you know, treadmill that you never use. This is just a really good time to get things moving, you know, get the dust off things, organize things, see what you really have. If you have things that don't feel good to you, get rid of them, either donate them or, you know, find some way to repurpose them and and give them to a home where they will be needed and appreciated. But really there's no benefit to hanging on to shit that you know that you don't use. 
And so this is a really good time to go through your stuff, organize, clean. And I also think the Virgo new moon is a really powerful time to set intentions around being a little bit more discerning going forward about the things that you allow into your home space. Because this is actually a really powerful concept in Feng Shui, which I've only learned about recently, which is that we really do ourselves a favor when we are discerning about what we purchase. And I actually talked about this very recently in my wardrobe magic episode, which was, I think, a few episodes ago. I'll link to that down in the description of this episode because it's relevant. I talk about the importance of being not only discerning about what you buy in terms of clothing, but really anything else um, that you plan on keeping in your home. Not only being discerning about it, but also just being mindful about your mental state when you purchase it. Because anytime we buy something from a space of lack, from a space of poverty consciousness, from a space of not feeling good about ourselves, so we think if we buy this thing, we might feel good about ourselves, a la Seven of Swords at the Tarot, then we're not going to feel good when we get that thing. We might like it. There might be nothing wrong with it. It might be really cool, but we're not going to feel good probably when we wear it. We're not going to feel happy looking at it. So it's really just important to bring intention and mindfulness to your shopping experiences. And that's actually a very Virgoan notion and concept, just discernment and making sure that you're being mindful about the things that you say yes to and the things that you allow into your life. And actually, we're talking about homes here, but really micro, uh, homes are a microcosm for our larger lives. And the Virgo new moon is a really good time to sort of troubleshoot and edit our lives on a larger scale as well, not just our physical living spaces or daily routines. This is a good time to think about our relationships um, and things that we don't think about that often, our job, our choices, the things that we do, the places we go. Are we still happy with everything that we've been doing? And the people that we're seeing, do these things still feel good or do we need to change things? And honestly, hopefully you're doing this way more than like once a year during the Virgo new moon, because really one of the most powerful pieces of wisdom I think I've received in 2020 was from Alexandra Roxo, who said, I can't remember, I think it was a podcast episode where she was being interviewed, but she said something like, you need to give yourself permission to change every morning. And that really is true. And I feel like we do need to treat ourselves as a new person every single morning when we wake up. We need to assume that we might have different needs today, different desires today, different goals today than what we did yesterday. And obviously, you know, hopefully you're not like literally all over the place because then nothing long term gets done. But to a point, we need to give ourselves the freedom to change and transform. And also, this is a huge gift, by the way, that we give other people in our lives. We need to give others, our loved ones, our partner, our friends our lovers. We need to give them room and space to change every single day. And we need to almost assume that they are not going to be the same person today than they were yesterday. And that's a really powerful gift that you give other people and also, and perhaps more importantly, yourself. And so, you know, hopefully you're doing this way more often than on the Virgo new moon, but certainly this is a really powerful time to see whether or not the systems in your life, the relationships in your life, the way you keep your home, all these micro details that you know, maybe seem insignificant, that you don't think about a lot, are they still in service of who you are now and who you want to become now? Because maybe they were in service to you at the time. Maybe they fit the person you were when you implemented these routines or accepted these friendships or opportunities into your life, but are they still? And the Virgo new moon is going to be a really powerful 
uh, teacher and helper for you to discern what is and what isn't working. And I actually want to speak just, this is very related to the discernment aspect of Virgo, but I want to speak just for a brief moment to the virginity kind of notion that we tend to associate with Virgo people, whether you're a Virgo sun, moon, or rising, or Venus, or anything else in between. Um, so Virgo people often get this sort of reputation in pop culture astrology. I think no real you know astrologer would ever say this, but we do kind of get this notion about Virgo that they're just chaste and pure and virginal. And that's really not obviously true. I think we know this. Um, it's just, there's no truth to that statement whatsoever that Virgos are more likely to, you know, refrain or abstain from sex or anything like that. And the reason that we get this confusion is because the word virgin in mythology and in the context of sort of the ancients, virginity was not a bad word. It wasn't a word to be ashamed of, whereas now we refer to that word um, as like sexual inexperience or um, sexual discomfort even perhaps. It actually means sexual sovereignty, sexual self-autonomy in terms of mythology. So when we talk about the virgin goddesses, such as Hecate, such as Athena, such as Artemis, these are all Greco-Roman uh, goddesses, but there's many different virgin goddesses across all different pantheons. And they're actually some of the most powerful goddesses because, first of all, they were believed not to be affected by the powers of Aphrodite, meaning the powers of seduction of either sex. Because there is strong evidence, by the way, that these goddesses were never intended to be virginal in the sense that they didn't partner or engage in sexual activity, because Artemis in particular was kind of the patron goddess of sort of girl-on-girl -girl sex. She was probably a lesbian. So she was definitely not not sexual. And in fact, the hunt, oh my God, she's the goddess of the hunt and that is so sexual. I think it was Carl Jung that said that the hunt is one of the best metaphors for the act of sex. It's just so primal and raw and, and sexy. And that's, you know, that's Artemis. And her energy to me when I've worked with her as a goddess is definitely very uh, primal and sensual and raw. And it's hers is a very deeply and self-autonomous kind of sexuality, but she's very sexual. So that's an important distinction is the virgin goddesses and really just the notion of virginity in a mythological ancient context does not refer to a lack of sexual connection to oneself or anyone else. And it certainly does not refer to sexual disinterest or inexperience. It actually refers to someone who is not ruled by their, you know, sexual urges, desires, and also, by the way, their romantic desires. It speaks to a goddess who is known for her ability to make wise, discerning decisions that are disassociated from her personal motivations and feelings. But it also, and perhaps more importantly, speaks to um, self-autonomy sexually and, and sovereignty over one's own sexuality. And that's really important to think about. And I think that's a powerful theme, too, of the Virgo New Moon, is this is a really powerful time to take back your sexual sovereignty if this is something that has been taken from you in the past, or if this is something that you never felt you had. And again, this has nothing to do with, you know, whether you're sexually active now, whether you've ever been sexually active or whether you are, you know, very sexually active. It's got nothing to do with that. The whole point is that regardless of what your choices are, they are your choices and you are making them and you are just sort of, you know, really in touch with your sexual needs and desires. And that's what's ruling your sex life, not pressures from other people, not what other people want, not what you think will garner you affection, 
but just your needs and your desires and what you want. And that's really powerful. And that is absolutely um, conducive to the Virgo new moon. And this is a really powerful time, actually, in my opinion, to work sex magic for that reason. So ex- excellent way to, uh, to maximize this energy, in my opinion. So this, this is all of like the spell work that you can work on the Virgo new moon and just some ways to sort of, you know, take advantage of this energy, plan your next four weeks. But I also want to just recommend before we go a crystal to work with right now, um, which for me is pre-night. I love recommending pre-night for any sort of major Virgo lunation, whether the Virgo full or new moon. Pre-night is a stone that is extremely organized And it's actually a really powerful talisman for the act of sorting and organizing and cleaning your space. And for a lot of people, especially if you have a lot of cancer in your chart or just a lot of water even generally, uh, cleaning and organizing is actually a very emotional task. It's something that a lot of the time we put off because we are nervous, we're scared that it's going to bring up feelings and we, you know, get attached to things and it can be very emotional giving things away, especially as I said, if you have a lot of cancer in your chart and I'm a cancer moon. So for me, this definitely resonates. And prenite is a really powerful crystal talisman. If you know that you need to clear your space, like, you know, it's time there's shit collecting from like so long ago, maybe you've, you know, your body's changed dramatically since then, or maybe your personal style has just changed dramatically. And it's really time to go through and see what you have. And you know, for a fact, there's shit to get rid of. Prenite is your stone to work with. If you're kind of dreading that process and you really need help with discerning what to keep, what to get rid of. And then to organize and find a way to maintain all of the things that you decide to hang on to. I also really like to recommend fluorite for the Virgo new moon. And that's because um, fluorite is a powerful stone for transforming chaos into organization. It is the stone, in fact, of organization and also discernment. Fluorite is a powerful talisman if you ever need to make a decision because it promotes emotional impartiality and detachment in a healthy way. And then the other stone I recommend is actually bronzite. Bronzite is a really powerful member of the Enstatite family. It's extremely common and it's pretty affordable. And bronzite is a really powerful stone. It's actually the most powerful stone that you can possibly work with for releasing work and specifically releasing with grace. So if there's any more significant releasing work that you're doing this Virgo new moon that isn't about sweaters and clothing and old belongings, but maybe you're actually releasing people, maybe you're releasing, you know, old parts of yourself and it's just a little more of an emotional process, bronzite is your medicine. So I think that's everything that I wanted to say. I know this was just a short little episode, but I it occurred to me that I, you know, had fallen behind, so I wanted to make sure that I got this out to you fairly soon. And I think I hit on all the important things. So I hope that you really enjoy the energy of this Virgo new moon. I hope that you use this as a really powerful and productive lunar moment because it is. And I hope that you take really good care of yourself until the next time we talk. Before I release you, as always, I just want to recommend that you subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I send it out every Tuesday morning and I talk about the astrology of the week. I pull a card for the week. I publish a weekly gratitude list. Um, So it's a really fun place to be. So please do subscribe. I'll post the link down below to do that. And then I would also recommend that you send me an email, especially if you have any questions or anything that you want me to discuss here on the podcast. And I can't guarantee that I will as I do get a lot of these emails. So please don't ever feel like you've been overlooked. I will pretty much always respond, even if I don't necessarily 
go ahead to produce an episode based on the, the, uh, question or topic that you send me. So reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. My email is linked below and I am going to go actually get ready for work now. So I hope that you have a fantastic day or night or whatever, whatever time it is where you are and where you're listening and enjoy this Virgo new moon. I'll talk to you again very soon.